0: I find it disconcerting. There will be an appropriate time and a place to review policy. What does this rapporteur even do? The liberals and conservatives want to play a little game and score points.
1: I think it's pretty self-explanatory.
0: You're actually sharing half of the story.
1: Lights, 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 yeah! Lights, 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 yeah! Lights, 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 yeah! Lights, 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 yeah!
0: 10.46 the news. that time of the week. So we join our friend Tom Korski, managing editor of Black Locks Reporter, to go through all the fine print in Ottawa. And um, it's not even fine print anymore, Tom. It's just, it's just out there.
1: I was rereading the 1986 War Crimes Commission report, though.
0: Oh, a little light and, reading. And, and if
1: uh, Tony Roda had a library card or knew how to use an internet hookup, he could look up that report. And they talked about the Galicia Division extensively. Went on. There's an entire chapter on the Galicia division, I guess Tony missed that.
0: He must have. Well, so is so, uh, apparently Public Safety Minister Dominic LeBlanc. It's his office. Like Everyone's arguing about, well, the Speaker can do whatever he wants. It has nothing to do with the Prime Minister's office. But it's like, dude, we're talking about a war president. We're talking about a state visit. This is not just bring your friend to work day. No, bring the Nazi official, to work. I mean, he, the public, say they would have to go through the protocols of having a sign. It's
1: just. It's, it, it, no, it's ridiculous. The, it, do you know what Tony wrote his official version is? That he didn't even tell the Ukrainian <laughs> delegation that he was bringing grandpa from North Bay to be presented as a Canadian hero. Who who believes that? I don't believe that. That's ridiculous. That You would have this state visit by this wartime leader, this big speech that's going to be on television. Everyone was excited. Hold on. Tony's got the North Bay welcome wagon to introduce a guy whose background he didn't even check out. uh, The most cursory monitoring, the most casual background check, would have found out this guy wrote on a blog that he was in a prisoner of war camp in 1945. Think about it, Tony.
0: Who's in a was,
1: prisoner of war camp in 1940? Unbelievable. Okay.
0: But he was also blogging back in 2010. It's not like he gave up his his allegiance to the SS. I mean, he, he's he been a pretty active member, so there's stuff to find. I'm just, you know, Google. Uh, yeah, it's Unless Google dropped the links. Did Google, dro- did C-18 keep these links away from the government?
1: No, it's it's absolutely extraordinary. You know the tragedy of this beyond the obvious. There is a – the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress has said nothing on this, and I know why. Mm -hmm. There is a sharp division in that community between people who immigrated before the war and after. Pre-war Ukrainian immigrants, these were the sodbusters, some of the toughest people on earth. They built a society in the subarctic out of nothing. Their big dream was to be a super assimilationist. Speak English, send your kids to law school, love the king. That was, their dream come true was when a judge named Sapinka became a Supreme Court Justice. Post-war Ukrainian immigration, a little brasher, a little more entitled, a little mouthier about the motherland, and very unfortunate connections to atrocities on the Eastern Front. If you want everyone to get along, don't mention the war and then Rhoda steps in it, it takes your breath away.
0: Yeah, honestly, the damage is very far-reaching. Meanwhile, um, the story that really is like the everyday story um, that they can't be distracted from is, is the economy. And David Dodge basically saying, you know, we're going to stick like we were in the 70s, and I'm reading this going, oh, oh great. I mean, Brutal. Wait, wait, I, don't, I don't remember. I mean, the 70s had great music, great cars, fun. But I don't remember it being such a fun economic
1: time. Brutal, absolutely brutal. This is former Bank of Canada governor testifying. You're right, during the Nazi mayhem. Yesterday, he's testifying in the Commons National Finance Finance Committee. He said, "Wait for it. You got your choices. You can't rack up these debts. There's no magic here. You will pay more in tax and you will get less in service. That's it. Those are those, Hobson's choice. That's your future. It was probably the most blunt." assessment that I have heard of the current, you know, uh, deficit spending pattern from someone who wasn't a member of parliament. This is a former deputy finance minister.
0: But he has been, he has been fairly, uh, he's been fair. I had him on and I thought he was a little more fair. He was like, well, let's just see what happens. And maybe he's just like, I give up. You're screwed.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's looking at debt servicing costs that are careening towards $50 billion a year. $50 billion. That's twice the military budget. That's more than we spend on healthcare. It's it's simply spectacular. That that's your future. There's no magic. Uh, the '70s, by the way, I remember the economics. I was in the workforce. Mm. I, I wouldn't wish that on my worst mm-hmm. enemy, uh, honestly.
0: No. And and, and Canadians already, uh, if you look at the data from the CRA, Canadians already feel like they pay too much taxes. And then we watch everybody else, you know, um, you know, stow it away in the Panama, you know, wherever they're stowing away, and they don't get they don't get hit area comes after all the middle-class people, but, but Canadians are fed up. We, we already think we pay too much.
1: That's what their in-house research says at the Canada Revenue Agency. It's striking, isn't it? That, that's, not, that's not a conspiracy theory. That's in-house research by the Canada Revenue Agency. They go to mom and pop taxpayers who say, look, at, we pay too much for what we get now. Heavens knows what happens under David Dodge's forecast. And if you are able to get a sharp tax lawyer, everyone knows you get away with murder. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, which is the vast majority of wage earners, everyone knows you get the stick. Well, that's very corrosive when you have that element of public cynicism, however rational it is, and spending to the point where you have $50 billion a year in debt servicing is not helping, Alex.
0: No, especially when you see people cheating the system with CERB and the government programs during COVID, and nothing happens to them, and then they're going after mom and pop shop that's just drowning, you know, in COVID costs and, and losses. And, oh, and
1: Alex, <laughs> it's it, it's absolutely <laughs> fatal. You if you get that level of cynicism, and then you start to get a shrinking tax base, sure. that's absolutely fatal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do. We should mention this though, because I do think it's important. Is that, you know, when it comes to this whole Russia, Ukraine and all the stuff, we get the talk, but you guys have the goods because there's a cabinet report to parliament and it says, like, we have not expropriated a penny in Russian assets, despite all the sanctions over the last 20 months. I mean, we hear these things. Christian Freeland announces these things. We're praised for these things, but we're not, do- we're not getting the money. <laughs> like we're not, no, we're not no. punishing anybody.
1: No, it was about sloganeering. You've you've done nothing to alter the course of the war. They've sanctioned hundreds. They must. Their sanctioned list must be into the thousands now right. of individuals, corporations, and and Russian state entities, down to you know film directors, and they have the, that famous Russian cargo plane yes. that got trapped at uh, Toronto Pearson yeah. when they imposed the flight ban on uh, Russian aircraft entering Canadian airspace. I, everyone assumed they seized the plane. They did nothing with the plane. The plane is sitting there gathering dust. They've seized nothing. They have. You have to go to Superior Court and get these court orders yeah. to enforce your regulations.
0: there's got to be a charter right in there somewhere.
1: They haven't bothered. So it, it was, of all people, Heather McPherson, you never Democrat from Edmonton, said, I'm not getting it. What's the point of... Unru- furling more and more sanctions if you don't enforce the sanctions you have. What difference does it make? Oh, that's a rhetorical question. We're still trying to figure out who won the first, uh, the second world war, Alex, on <laughs> Parliament Hill, right? Rome wasn't built in a day.
0: Well, we're also building ads for Russia to uh, you know, decimate Zelensky you know, in this propaganda. Honestly. Oh, well, I don't know what's going to happen today in Ottawa, but I'll be... Uh, oh, Rota's getting...
1: out. Yeah, no, us well, out. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, you showed it out
0: yesterday. I think a lot of Jews were like, he came out of the fast and said, he's still there? Like, really?
1: It's inexplicable, yeah. No, he's he's finished, yeah.
0: All right. Stay tuned on that. We'll talk again Thursday. Thanks, Alex. Tom Korski with Black Lacks Reporter. Subscription base worth every single penny. So, yeah, you announce sanctions. Getting tough, are we? Don't bother to collect. It is just style. No substance.